Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends. Welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. I'm Lisa Williams, and I am so excited for this next couple of weeks. We're doing a new series. Um, The series is called How to Choose Your MLM or Direct Sales Organization as a wealth stream. As you know, we are on a mission here at Lisa Williams Co. to empower, equip, and inspire 1 million people to hire themselves and continue to move their way around the cash flow quadrant in our greater mission to create a tribe of seven-figure givers. And I'm really, really excited to start kick this series off with my new friend, Ms. Susan Wheeler. Um, Susan, welcome to our show. And welcome, remind me your your friend's name there, Spike. <laughs> For those of you that are listening, Spike is a, what kind is he, Susan? He's a Jack Russell, mostly. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's our little friend. I've got my little Logan here around here. This is the world of COVID. We're all working in our homes. And quite frankly, I love working in my backyard. I've oh, I've done it for decades and I can here in California. But so Susan, I will tell you, it's such an amazing thing how God connects people because um, Susan and I both are friends with an amazing woman, Miss Janine Finney, the, the author of does the shoe fit and uh, flip flop CEO. And when I got this idea for this series, Susan was one of the first people that I thought of because she is wildly successful in the, the space of network marketing, specifically with Isogenics, a wonderful company. But I want to start by just kind of a little bit about your journey, Susan, because you are a serial entrepreneur. I think you probably would agree you're actually not hireable anymore. It'll- a lot of ways. But I'm curious, tell us a little bit about your early journey. And did you always know you wanted your own thing? Was that always kind of part of your life? I'm just going to preface by saying in my early years, I had did a lot of waitressing and bartending and restaurant management. And I kind of think that these days we need some. So I'm a little tempted when I go into a short staffed restaurant to say, hey, do you want me to clear some tables for you? (laughs) Make a few drinks. So I could be employed again, I guess, just sort of part time for fun. But what happened with me, Lisa? This is a great question because I think it's really cool to get. I think when people see where we are right now and they don't hear the background, a lot of times people think, well, this isn't for me or she did it or whatever. Well, I was the farthest thing. For me, becoming an entrepreneur was important because I did not go to college. And I didn't go to college because my dad died when the summer before my senior year of high school. And college was just kind of off the table. I didn't come from a family that had a lot of money. And it wasn't like I was really poised to go to college. But that sort of took it right off the table. Now, in my mind, it did. I'm sure I could have done that. But I think what I realized as time went by and I worked in restaurants, I was a really 
great employee. I was one of those that was always making a difference. I was always making friends that my customers would come in and they'd ask for me. And, and, and I always went above and beyond. And I felt like, wow, I could do this myself. Now, I never owned a restaurant, but I did own a bakery. And I really felt that being an entrepreneur was really, it felt good for me because I could have gone to school and been an employee, but I don't think I really had an employee's mentality. I was a great employee, but I think great employees make great entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I think there's a term I heard a couple of months back. It, it, they, they use the term intrapreneur. And it was like the person that is in corporate or whatever area working for someone else, but they're always that person that it's kind of like the go-to person that sometimes the idea person, or if you want to get something done, you give it to this person. That seems like how you are. I kind of am that way. My word is my word and I show up and I do what I say I'm going to do. I, I love to brainstorm and come up with ideas and I just believe anything's possible, but you've got to have your focus and and you have to really follow something you love. You can't, I don't think you can be wildly successful in anything if it's not a passion. And I think that actually is a good segue to one of the things that I think people sometimes don't, don't understand when it comes to network marketing. And I would love your thoughts on this. This is something that Janine brings up in her book where they talk about oftentimes someone says yes to a network marketing company, maybe because they have someone they love or someone they know. Maybe you're you're doing them a favor. You're come on this meeting, come and check out what I'm doing. And maybe you buy some products and it makes sense to become a distributor because you'll get a discount or something, right? This is a big one. And I realized I I had an aha moment when I read her book because I was thinking, man, if people really instead purposely decided what business they were going to do because they were on a mission to find a business, how different that might be. So you actually, when you started your journey, you said something to me the other day, which I loved. And it was, When you started, you just declared, I will be a millionaire. So talk to me about that and maybe how different your mindset was going into your business versus maybe some others that you've seen that maybe haven't had the success that you've had. Yeah, that's a great, great thought to explore because I think when you state your intentions, it makes it more real. You put it out to the universe. You don't hide behind it and think, well, let's see how things go. And if it works, it works. So like and there's always a exit door nearby if you don't really kind of say, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. So for me, I had done a direct sales company prior to this for eight years. And I loved being part of a, loved everything I learned. I loved when we would go to conferences and whatnot, I more than anything, everyone would get excited about the new products. And I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I loved was the mindset piece, whoever they get to come. Because to me, when you when I heard someone speak, and I don't even remember what the whole thing was, but I remember this one gal once spoke, she was talking about shoes and she made an analogy with shoes or whatever. And whatever she was saying, I connected with it. And I thought, oh gosh. It, it was just so empowering to hear that. And so what I learned 
over the years before I hit this business and really became successful was that you really have to be all in and declare. So I don't think every business is for everybody. And that's why there's so many network marketing companies out there and there are different fits for different people. And when this business came along, it aligned with everything. It it aligned with my life journey. We had bought a, a farm land that was not farmed and we started an organic farm. I was into health and wellness and nutrition. I had recovered from a pretty serious accident and I knew how important just having a healthy, strong body was. So these products were, it aligned with my mission. And I really thought, now this was almost age 50, I thought, if not this, then what? If not now, then when? And I declared it. I went to my first conference and it all clicked. And I thought, this is my home. It found yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and think about the journey that anyone faces. You know, I, I come from a recruiting background. And so I used to find people jobs for a living, right? Before I retired. And now I get the blessing to help them create businesses and identify the home-based business that suits their soul. And when I think back on when people would come to me looking for a job, it was usually one of two reasons. It was they didn't like their boss, right? Or there was something going on with compensation. They were messing with their comp, but they didn't get that raise that they thought, thought they would do. Oh, and here now I have a helicopter in my backyard. You have you have your dog. I have the helicopter. But arcing dogs, airplane. So, so Susan, you said something because you did work with another firm. And I do find it interesting how a lot of people I find have done multiple firms, network marketing firms, but then they find the one where they really find that true success. So how is that? That's no different than looking for different jobs, right? So talk to us a little bit about that, because I think sometimes people try it once and they're like, but they really didn't try. And then they say, that's not for me. So how would you overcome that? Okay. So what I don't talk about, there were two other businesses I had a very short stint in. So I will tell you, when I was teen, I was probably 19, there was an ad in the paper. Remember those days? <laughs> That's how you would actually find a job with a newspaper, help wanted. And I didn't really know what it was, but I, I went and checked it out. And it was actually, I don't know if you've heard of this company or remember it called Princess House Yacht. So I really loved the woman. She was so, I think people that are leaders and companies like this are people, they're great with people. So I loved her, but it just wasn't for me. I did, I did do a few parties, but at age 19, I didn't really have a bunch of people in my warm network that wanted crystal. That was a little pricey at the time. So I did that and it, and it wasn't for me. And then fast forward, after I had my accident, I, someone had invited me to a Tupperware party and I wasn't working at the time and I was on crutches and the gal that was doing the party. And of course, that's what they do. They ask you to, to join them. And I thought, why not? I'm not doing anything right now. And actually, I did really well for six months, but I left. 
I loved her. I um, loved going to meetings. I loved the community of people. And I, I do love Tupperware to this day, but it wasn't not what I wanted to do. It's not, I didn't love doing the parties. I, I realized the things I loved weren't like the friendships. That wasn't going to pay the bills. So I left that, but it nothing left a bad taste in my mouth because for me, when I joined my next network marketing, um, my next direct sales company, I had really realized that a lot of times people join for the community, right? So that's what I did like was the people. I, I never met people I didn't like, but I just never found the product that I could really get behind and get passionate about. But this company, this direct sales company that I worked with, I love the people. I love the training. I was more evolved at that point. So I was sort of ready to learn more about personal development. And I would never trade my years with that company. Uh, but I left because after eight years, I just realized with my farm, it was you know easy to prepare gourmet food products that it, it didn't align with who I really had become which was more health and wellness and nutrition. And I was becoming an athlete at the time. So it just didn't align with me. And I did very well. But I, I think it's so important when you, when you really want to be successful in a company, you have to really love what you're doing. So I don't even encourage everyone that I talk to become my next executive. I don't. And I think that is super important. So what happens with people, they might see me and that I'm successful, but I just know that if you're not in love, you're not going to make it work. So that to me is a huge, huge piece of the puzzle that I think people forget. Yeah. Well, and I think you hit it on the head, I believe, because I know I believe personally, there's very few true extroverts in the world. But I do believe that if you find some something you're passionate about, you can't shut up. And, and you're still right. No matter how introverted you are. And it's interesting that you say how we're ready for it, because I think that's a really big part of it. And for those of you that are listening that are are evaluating is is network marketing or direct sales something that would resonate with my life? I'd like to talk about Susan, what it's brought your life, what this industry has brought your life from fundamental to monetary to let's just really dig into all the blessings that it's brought. The the first thing and probably my favorite thing is freedom because it covers so many areas of your life. And I love that word. I just love freedom. I think it's important. And everyone wants some type of freedom. So for me, it, it has given me a platform. I don't even talk about it all the time. It, it's made me really realize that I believe, of course, because I'm passionate about what I do, I have products that everyone needs. So I'm a good listener. It's really opened up that for me. And I, I don't have people run from me because I don't chase people down. I listen. And if I find that people ha have a need for something I have, so I love that it's put me in a place where I've 
really learned to um, just to listen more with people. But what it's done for me in my, and I love that because I'm sort of, I'm not up here trying to sell, sell, sell. I'm down here trying to meet people where they're at and help people. So I just love personally what that's done for me. And the the freedom that I'm, well, I'm in Connecticut, so I'm not in my backyard, but there are times that I can be outdoors in the summer. Like there's one week in the summer where it's warm here in <laughs> and I can work outside of anything. But I love that I'm home, that I can work from home. I've got my dog on my lap. I love that. So I'm, I think there's a lot of stress in the world. And I know it's been a big upset and change for people that were Zooming a lot now, a yeah. lot of people that had to come home. But all that stress that driving eliminates, I, I love that I've never had to commute. I don't even know what it's like. Right. I don't. Yeah. I had an appointment that was an hour away today and I had to go on highway, whatever. And it was totally fine. I turned on a podcast, but I thought, wow, I'm so blessed and grateful that I don't have to do this every day, that I don't have to rush out the door, that I don't have to eat a meal quickly. And so those things, financially, it's changed our whole life. I'll give you a great example. This time of year, so let's see, it's it's 440 and it's dark outside. Okay. So on the East Coast, it gets dark real early. And my husband, who was the breadwinner, always the major income, he does not work in the winter. He works outdoors. And so we played this delicate balance of put money away while he worked all summer. But then in the winter, not only is it the days are the days shorter and they're dark and they're cold, but we didn't have a lot of money either. And it's so nice to not feel that darkness in every sense of the word come over me at this time of year and our family. So it's it's that part of it, having a residual income that it doesn't matter if it's dark or it's cold or it's windy or, or I'm in my car or in my office or in my closet if the kids are loud or whatever it might be, I can do this business all year from anywhere. And that to me, that freedom of not feeling overwhelmed by really budgeting so, so carefully for months and months on end has been the biggest blessing. That financial peace part, I think, is really uh, underrated. That that's my world is is financial education and and bringing peace to families. And I find it's you said a couple of things that struck me. You, you talked about your husband being the breadwinner, which I know a lot of women that they are in that situation. They they may work, but maybe when it comes to having a child or things that change at home, maybe does it really make sense based on what I'm earning? So whether you're in that situation or you're in a position as an executive. I think a lot of times, I know personally, I found I always knew I wanted to work. I love loved what I did for many years. And I was a significant breadwinner. 
there was also sometimes a battle between being a breadwinner and being a mom. And I think a lot of women struggle with, can I do both well? And what what has this done for your family life? Obviously, your marriage has has had significant impact. What about being a mom? Things like that. So I'm a mom of, of four and a grandmother of seven. And for me, I think what it, I one of the things that I really love is showing my kids that there's a different way. And I'll use my one son's example, who he's 28, but he went to college, wanted to go to college, totally supported that. He had a great experience, but he's never had a job. (laughs) When he was younger, when he was in high school, he flipped burgers and worked at the ski area and did things like that. But ever since he graduated, he has been an entrepreneur. And so I say, He works, um, but he works in my network marketing company. And I believe, and he's so happy, and he has traveled all over the world. He lived in Colombia for for the whole entire summer. He lived in Italy for seven months. And he was able to do these things while still having a residual income. And what makes me so happy, and not all my kids are, everyone's in the business a little bit. But he's the one that really took it to to another level. But I just love that if if I hadn't sort of gone first, we mimic our parents a lot. And I never encouraged them that they had to do what I had to do. I never forced anything. In fact, when I started with this network marketing company, John actually started another note with another. He had a place in my business and he joined another one. I supported him. I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. I thought, what? Just what I said to you before, because I want to see him successful, right? So if my company wasn't going to make him jump out of bed in the morning and be excited to get to work, I didn't want him to feel chained to doing something. So I supported it. And what I supported was that personal development. And so all my kids have been to our major conferences and whatnot. And whatever they choose to do is fine. But I know that that piece that you're not going to get it really anywhere else. There are very few companies I see that really want you in the world of personal development. I almost think it's like the the key. And then people will say, oh, well, wait, what else is out there? I don't know. I mean, I'm just that up but no, that's I feel like I I think you're onto something and and this is what what I've realized is it really is at the core of most direct sale and network marketing firms the core is they are a leadership development and self-improvement company and it's just whatever vehicle they're choosing to to embrace and and help people become that it's like the hamburgers of McDonald's. Is it what's the hamburger? Is it is it supplements? Is it is it mental wellness? Is it retail? Is it financial services? Whatever, whatever it is. And that is what I think people, if they could get their mind around that, like I am choosing to buy a business. I am choosing to invest in myself in my business. That 
just could blow the doors open for them and really help them embrace the idea. Tell me, we're kind of running out of time, but I feel like I have so many questions for you. One question, I am, it, I'm fascinated with this topic. I, this year I became a approval addiction coach and I'm curious how much you think that idea of approval from others plays into people's success in network marketing or fear, fearing they won't get approval from others. Maybe that's the better thing. Oh gosh. Yeah. And you call it approval addiction. I love that terminology. A lot of times we call it dream stealers. Somebody could be so excited and you have a conversation with them and then they'll go home and their husband will say, what do you mean you're going to sell eye cream or a shake or a burger, whatever it might be someone's interested in. And and that's the thing. We need support from the people around us. So it does take a while and it does take personal development to get over that because I think we all seek it. We all do. That's what we we seek approval. And when we don't get it, there are very few people that can say no matter what. That's why I believe part of the the recipe here is to find that thing that you are so super passionate about. Because what Lisa think about it, when people own a, like a traditional brick and mortar business and they they become an entrepreneur and they do their own thing, we're talking about network marketing. I don't have to worry about packaging or production or inventory, nothing, okay? I just have to spread the word. And But people that do that, they are so passionate about, they wouldn't open a business and create a product that they didn't care about. They have to be fired up about it. And what, they're so fired up about it that a lot of these businesses, they don't make it. They're operating in the, right. so with no profit. But they do it because they're so excited. If you're that excited, you don't need someone's approval. Right. So it, that's part of the equation, but it is important because I see so many people be so excited one day and then their tail between their legs and say, well, this isn't for me. It's the dream stealers. Like you said, I, I heard that for the first time from Janine because she actually was a dream stealer for her daughter at one point before she's already. Well, yeah. one last thing before we wrap up, I'm also, I, I wonder how much it has to do with. So imagine I personally, my belief is you, if you purposely choose a network marketing or direct sales firm that resonates with, as you said, your core values, what you're your lifestyle is, what your belief system is, products that you can just get excited about, you are buying a franchise. You are buying a home-based virtual franchise. And imagine a McDonald's franchise owner. Do you think they absolutely love hamburgers? Like they could be a vegan and buy a McDonald's franchise. And yet they treat it like the million-dollar investment that they invested in. Now, you are a million-dollar earner in your company, and you treated it like that. So how much does that come into play with success, in your opinion? It's funny. I think that people, when they get started, the entry is so low. Right. You can get started in a network marketing company, 
for my company. Maybe. Yeah. $300. Yeah. That's where I think people don't, they could just, sometimes people don't do anything at all. They don't even use the products because it is so important that I looked at it as an opportunity because now I did own a brick and mortar business. I had to pay rent. I had to pay help. I had to buy ingredients. I had to make product. This was my bakery. And we had to do all that. I really respected the thought that, wow, I can have all these beautiful products and I can sell them. And I, for a couple hundred dollars, and it is important that you treat it that way. And I think it's a matter, for me, I have the experience of having a business that I worked my tail off and everyone got paid before me. Everybody got paid before me. And so I really took this opportunity seriously, but that is a key. You've got to look at it and realize what you have. And I just didn't have it at the time, but I looked at other people that were doing it. So I knew it was possible. And I just would watch and and I was I'm a good student. And even though my name is Wheeler, I don't like to reinvent the wheel. I like to <laughs> do what everybody else is doing and, and put my own twist on it. I never, I never copied anyone, but watch what successful people are doing and, and mimic that in your yeah. own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and here's the deal, friends. If you're listening, there are more female earners earning over $100,000 in network marketing than any other industry on the planet. So my friends, if you are stuck in a job that it does not resonate with your heart, that you are not, you are undervalued, you don't have freedom, I'm telling you, my friends, research these companies. Find what resonates with your heart. Find products that will help you serve your community and think about hiring yourself like Susan has done and so many other people. You have a massive organization. You have how many consultants in your network now at this point? Well, in my organization, I have 42,000 people, my customer base, but oh gosh, consultants and executives. I think our whole team has about 65 or 70 executives. Love Uh, it. But so, but if you think about that, that's a small number. Yeah. Right. In comparison. So not everybody wants to kind of do this. Yeah. But whatever your goal is, whether it's what I need to augment my retirement or make enough for a car payment or get my kid to college or a mortgage payment or a millionaire like Susan and I like embrace it, friends, because I believe God's plan is big and huge for your life. You're meant to do more than probably what you're doing. I know for sure. So, um, Susan, you've been so brilliant. I so appreciate your time. And this is going to be a fun series, friends. We're going to be hearing from lots of other people from different companies doing fabulous things, um, stepping into the, their God-gifted greatness that I think we are all called to do. So, Susan, thank you, honey, for your time. Thank you. Hey, friends, for those of you listening, we're so glad, glad that you carve out some time in your day to spend with us. And be sure you tune in again. And in the meantime, blessings to you in this amazing life journey. We'll see you soon. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.